0: Hi, and welcome to the Raw, Real & Rebelicious podcast. My name is Michelle Rebel Coops, and as a personal branding coach, I guide and mentor high-achieving professionals and entrepreneurs to liberate themselves from the invisible shackles that keep them from expressing themselves authentically and unapologetically in work, life, and even love. I believe we can all become our own powerhouse and become true leaders of our lives. So let's explore how you can become who you're meant to be, a free, radiant, joyful, and juicy creature of love who takes charge like a true leader does. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today, I'm here with Helen Bartram, who is a happiness coach, a TEDx speaker, the wise woman of the year in 2019, and a very, very happy mom and wife. I personally know that her kids are truly, truly amazing. So, um, but yeah, I've gotten to know you as a very, very happy, cheerful woman, and this is actually the um, what you're, you know, what you're doing as a happiness coach. And I'm curious because I know that no story is always as <laughs> uh, cheerful as we always want it to be. There's always something behind it, so. Would you be willing to share me your story um, of how you got to where you are now being a happiness coach, which I'm sure has had his ups and downs?
1: Yeah, that's life, isn't it? Um, okay, cool. So um, my story is all around um, a few years ago, I realized that I was people-pleasing. On reflection, I was people-pleasing. I was trying to make other people happy and I think happiness is something that's always sat within me in terms of as a kid I was a little bit silly and I would make people laugh um, and that filled me up Um, but ultimately I was making people happy Um, and then in 2018 I everything hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. Um, So in my life, there was three very important people that were diagnosed with cancer. Two were terminally ill and I'd stopped communicating and connecting with my husband because I was too busy fixing everybody's life around me. Um, And at the time I was studying psychology and um, in particular positive psychology, which is all about flourishing and the feel good and the more I studied the more I realized how I'm trying to make everybody else happy but I really wasn't happy and it took for me to drop all the pieces of my life on the floor and recognize that none of this is fulfilling me I'm doing this for everyone else um to actually recognize that I had to start rebuilding life and lead my own life to make myself happy and i think where it where i'm at now is i have the honor to help other people live happier lives but they do that for themselves and that's where i was really going wrong for years i was trying to fix everybody else's life and fix everybody else and i didn't realize that nobody was broken the only person that i was damaging as such was myself and When I think back now, it's all very clear. And this was something that was going on for years. So um, my mother-in-law was terminally ill for eight years. Um, So it was one of them things where I just kind of pleased everybody else around me and didn't even listen to myself. Um, I wasn't listening to what made me happy and I was so out of tune with what made me happy. But because I was making other people happy, I think I had this belief that I was happy. It was fine. Everything's okay. That's what I do. I smile. I get on. And it just wasn't inside, if that makes sense. It does, actually. It makes a
0: lot of sense. So is that something that was a pattern in your life, focusing on... I mean, you told me something about when in your childhood you were cheering people up and, you know, being goofy and making people laugh. So... How has that always manifested in your life?
1: Yes, I think it was um, on reflection, a bit of a character I played. Um, so even in teenage years, out of the Friends, I was the the funny one, the, um, the silly one, probably outspoken, but in a comedy way, if that makes sense. Um, and then even going into um, workplaces, I was just the chibi one, the smiley one. And I remember people saying, oh, you're a little ray of sunshine. And this, these things all just added to the belief that that was my place. This was my place in the world to um, just be the ray of sunshine. So when I was going through pain and trauma, I was unable to express that because that's not who I was. That's not the role I was playing. That's not my character, if that makes sense. So I would go to work and inside, I'd probably be really struggling with something, but I would be like, hi, morning, how's everybody? Um, And doing that kind of character part of me and not honouring the other feelings that I had. And I think that's one thing I've massively learned and one thing that I... Empower the clients that I work with to understand is that we have to honor all emotions. It's not just about happiness. It ultimately is about enjoying our experience here, but we can't do that when we're attributing our happiness to the wrong things.
0: I love that you're saying that because that also frames how you see this topic that you're so passionate about. I mean, you're a happiness coach. So but it doesn't mean that we always need to be positive and cheerful
1: no and quite the opposite and i think i surprise people when i say that because i'm like hi i'm Helen, i'm a happiness coach but it's not all about happiness um the happiness coach comes in because i, I want people to flourish and experience a higher ratio of those feel-good emotions to the ones that are a bit more uncomfortable But ultimately, we have to honor all emotions as our experience. And for me, it's about empowering them to see that for themselves and understand that where their happiness and their feel-goods come from rather than what I was doing and trying to give people happiness, if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So... How, what do you see your clients struggle
0: with most? Because, you know, to really embrace all of those feelings,
1: yeah. can be very painful as well. Um, how is that for them? Yes, yeah, so I think that's it. I think just like I was, not honoring the, the pain, the anger, the sadness. I see that a lot. And I see that people feel that, they should be happy but with that they shouldn't be experiencing the anger the sadness it's like it's a bit of a sin it's like it's not accepted in society because somebody says to you how how are you doing yeah i'm fine you turn around and say oh absolutely shit i've had a horrible time and it makes other people feel uncomfortable potentially so what society tells us is just nod smile be fine get on So when people are struggling, I see that they have, they're unable to communicate that, they're unable to accept that this is normal, it's healthy, it's a part of our experience here. And for me, it's getting them to see that and change their perspective on their emotions is so powerful.
0: Yeah, it's especially that, you know, the perspective that we have towards something that's discomfort, you know, that's
1: uncomfortable
0: or seen as negative or something. Cause we get told that, you know, you don't want to be that negative person because the negative person drains energy. And, uh, it's a big thing. You never want to be that person that drains others.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But you've got to get that balance right between, um, feeling all the feels and accepting that they're part of your experience. And then actually, okay, I'm feeling this a lot. What else can I do? i want to feel less of this. And more of this so for me it's that balance between honoring how you feel really sitting with it even the uncomfortable feelings what we can learn so much from um experiencing anger and it's knowing that you have a choice to respond to um external things rather than react because then we're just fueling that emotion if that makes sense
0: makes a lot of sense but maybe you can explain a little bit how that works in our in our body as well because yeah, like you said, it's different that we have a primary reaction. Yeah. Um, And I think it would be interesting if we know a little bit about how that works in our body, we can identify it more.
1: Yeah, of course. And I think understanding that everybody's experience to each emotion um, is very differently. So I, I imagine all emotions on a spectrum. And quite often we and not even attuned to our body and understand what emotions we're feeling. So, I always get people to regularly check in with themselves and how they feel because quite often we only become aware of emotions when they're at one end of the spectrum or the other. So, when we're in rage, anger, or real sadness, um, or the other excitement, euphoria, sometimes we're in happiness and joy and a little bit unsettlement, and we don't, we're not even necessarily aware of it. So the more we kind of tune into our body and become aware of how our emotions feel, the more we know ourselves. And for me, you can become so much more self-aware that you can catch moving to one end of the spectrum. So if something, for instance, triggers you, so an external stimuli, somebody says something um, unkind to you, you, your body then obviously goes into a trigger response, it can trigger off the stress response in your body. And ultimately, the natural thing feels to do is to react. So probably say something back or um, even people obviously physically react to things like that. But actually, the more we become self aware of how the emotions feel within our body, the more we can take that millisecond to take a deep breath, and choose how you want to respond to it choose to not necessarily respond from the place of emotion but respond from a place deep within
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so what you're saying is actually that the emotions that we experience have a sensation in our body yeah right so is that the same for everyone or is are there certain sensations that we can recognize or is it different
1: i think it's personal i think um i believe that you we will all describe things differently and it's it's impossible to know how um, excitement feels in your body is it the same as how it feels in my body we often hear people talking about butterflies in your tummy and things like that and you can relate to it because actually that sensation feels similar to me but ultimately it's about being self-aware it's about chewing it into how you feel and the more presently and mindfully we live the more self-aware we become. For me, that's where you really understand if I'm in the middle of a birthday party and I'm really enjoying life, I take a split second to just be in my body and think about how this feels right now. I recognize that. And then later on, I'm going to recognize it again and again, if that makes sense.
0: Makes a lot of sense. I really love that. It's about tuning in consciously, just taking a step back and then you know asking yourself how what am i experiencing right now how am i feeling yeah so it's basically basically teaching yourself what the different sensations what they mean and uh...
1: yeah and i think where i was going wrong in life previously was that i was concentrating on other people's feelings more than my own i wasn't even aware of how i was feeling i would be drained at the end of the day and i would be going to bed and feeling like i had nothing else and Even when it came to my children and um, my husband, I was literally running on empty and giving, give, give, giving, And all I was concentrating on, are my kids happy? Is my husband happy? Is everyone around me happy? And actually right now it's about tuning into how do I feel? And am I in the right place? Am I doing the right things? Because ultimately you will tell from the uncomfortableness or comfortableness within your body, whether you are, doing the right things or on the right path as such so for me I I constantly checking in so whether I'm brushing my teeth or washing up just taking a moment to be like hey how are you doing Helen because we're constantly going to other people hey how are you but actually why not actually ask ourselves how like how am I really doing am I just smiling because I've got to get through today and I'm about to lose my shit or am I actually really loving where I'm at right now
0: This is really powerful. It's so simple, just asking yourself that question, just doing that check in, but it's really powerful in becoming more self aware and less reactive, more responsive indeed. So, um, you know, as you know, I speak a lot about leadership and leading your life. And I've also heard you mention the word lead your life. So, how does this um, relate to, you know, being a, a leader? in our lives, you know, and and, and yeah, personal leadership.
1: How does this relate? So for me, I think the obvious thing is, is that when I was very unaware of myself in terms of emotions and how I felt, I was running myself into the ground. And when I talk about leadership, um, I think about my family and I think about me leading my children to, Um, enjoying this experience here on earth and what they obviously saw was that I was just go 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 Mm -hmm. and as children obviously that builds our view of the world and they thought that life was busy and um, we just went from here there everywhere and actually now I can lead from um, a really powerful place in terms of acceptance and in terms of enjoying life and one of the things that I do with my children is a gratitude practice because for me when we can lead from that place of being grateful it helps us to accept even the toughest of times and showing up and leading from the heart and leading with acceptance of everything like life myself the people around me it's just so powerful and actually it's, it's genuinely changed my life and how it looks.
0: And it seems that more people are becoming aware of this. I don't know how you're experiencing this, but I feel like there's more people waking up to the fact that we're more than just the, the ones who need to push and work and uh, <laughs> um, show up confidently. And it's a very one-sided. And of course, I love confidence, don't get me wrong. But more people are becoming more aware of the fact that hey, we also have the depth, we have the vulnerability, and sometimes we don't just want to carry the whole world on on our shoulders. So it's like there's a different kind of leadership um, that we're merging into almost together because more people are becoming aware of the fact that, hey, we don't have to always be that happy person or fake it. Uh, We can actually allow all of our humanity to... You know, our humanness actually—that's a better word—to be here. Um, so, how do you see that? I mean, are you? What is it that you see in society in general? Like, do you really see that there is a difference, or is there still still a lot of work to do here?
1: I see a difference, and it genuinely excites me because I think people are getting it. People are. Um, open to showing their humanness and i think if one thing we can take from 2020 and um the pandemic is there's been so many wonderful lessons about people slowing down people cherishing connection whether that's within their own home or external and i think becoming aware that it doesn't always have to be 110 miles an hour that actually Sometimes there's so much power in resting and recharging and I think there's so much that we can take forward from this year as I genuinely believe it's helped shape how we will move forward and how things will look different. People are open to be more vulnerable and to me vulnerability is so courageous when We as humans show, hey, I'm not perfect. Hey, I don't always have my shit together. Um, The vulnerability that lies within showing the emotion and not just smiling and faking it, like you say, is so powerful because I can then relate to you. I relate that, hey, I'm losing my shit over here as well. And I think it's one thing in motherhood, especially, I find that there's so many um, people that just want to appear to have the shit together, but underneath they just feel in so much pain when actually you you stand up and you say I'm struggling I've had no sleep um I feel like my child isn't listening to me yeah me too and you instantly have that connection and allowing yourself to be vulnerable is so empowering not for yourself only but for everybody around you absolutely this is something that
0: I call being raw and real and you know just opening up to that part of yourself as well because people can relate it's how we can connect and this is something a lot of people forget and it was really funny that just last week i put up a post um where i was revealing something you know of my own truths and my vulnerability and i always feel i don't know how you experience this um i share this to inspire and to see that you know I go through a lot as well. I connect it to a message and still I feel that there are people who have no idea how to deal with that vulnerability because they feel like they need to fix me or encourage me or you know give me words of like, oh yeah, you're doing great, but that's not that's completely I I I don't need that, you know, I don't need their validation or encouragement. I'm just sharing it to, you know. For yeah. people to relate, but the, the reason why I'm saying this is that this is, of course, a tendency that, as human beings, that we have. That when someone is expressing their vulnerability, that we feel like we need to do something about that. We need to make some, them feel better by encouraging them, by you know, giving them a compliment, um, by trying to fix it. What would you say w- um, to those people who feel that urge? You know. Because it's, I I always feel like it's a little bit of a distorted perspective on vulnerability.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, that's made up of a a number of things. It's obviously from our conditioning and the way the world has previously looked and it's that do, do, doing. So you tell me that um, you're experiencing something. Um, My initial reaction and the comfortable thing to do Um, is do something what can I do Um, instead of actually just stopping and accepting and being being there with you and I think it could be a distraction it could be a I'm actually uncomfortable with you sharing this and I'm not comfortable with your level of vulnerability because I don't necessarily have the ability to do that myself yet so instead I'm gonna distract and I'm gonna try fix and I think from somebody who's been at a place where I would fix people, it's so powerful to just be, it's so powerful to just accept and be like, wow, you, that is so powerful that you not only recognize that, but you're courageous enough to share that. And for me, it brings about the question of looking into me rather than trying to fix you and recognizing that, What is it about that that makes me want to act? Is it that I've got work inside that needs doing? Is it that I can relate and it's easier for me to fix, I say fix in kind of inverted commas because none of us are broken. Um, It's easier for me to look at acting towards you than to recognize that in myself.
0: Right. So there's a fear actually of really going deep and, and looking at and reflecting on yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think that you are a mirror to me. So whatever I am feeling or seeing I need to do to you is probably because that's what I really need myself. And these people are coming from such a place of love, they just don't understand vulnerability in the same way, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because here's the thing, that's um, when we... Um, even when we express our vul- vulnerability, we it doesn't mean that we cannot carry ourselves,
1: does it? No, and I think it, it's that misconception. And again, whether it comes back from us being female um, and where our ancestors would have viewed that in terms of um, weakness, actually speaking up, um, I think it's a real thing. And I think, and even so with men, like actually expressing how you genuinely feel or actually I'm feeling really uncomfortable I'm struggling with this right now it's not a weakness it's a strength to be vulnerable and be aware of how you feel but then actually verbalize it and for me I view it as a bit of a beacon I view it that you're there waving your vulnerability beacon saying hey I'm freaking human are you human too and for me I love that because I'm like yes go on because I love that it's happening more and more, whether I'm just consciously seeing it on social media or it's happening more and more, but I'm like, yes, we are accepting that we're human. Instead of kind of putting this fakeness on and expressing this perfect world to everybody else, Mm -hmm. we're showing ourselves weird and wonderfulness and all.
0: And all parts of us, yes. So how do you, um, how has this changed within your, yourself, you know, of wanting to fix and wanting to, um, yeah, make other people happy, basically pleasing, how has that, that affected your role as a mother, for example, and as a wife? And I mean, I can imagine it has shifted some things in your family.
1: Yeah, and I think it's empowering. It's empowering for my children that I'm not prepared to do everything for them or um, solve their problems. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to guide and love them and to put it back onto them to say, how do you foresee we can solve this? Where do you see the solution lies? Instead of fixing everything for everybody, actually letting them have their own power what I view that I was doing was taking everybody else's power away for them. I was holding their power and actually to be able to let them hold their own power for me will be one of the biggest life lessons and tools that they will take into adulthood that actually they don't need me to fix anything for them. They have it within themselves. And what I was previously doing was taking that ability away from them. I wasn't allowing them to, have that solution mindset and that growth mindset so it's really empowering not only for me but for them too and for me to watch them grow as humans and know that they're getting these tools is something very special and ultimately that is the
0: role that you have to take is to grow up let the kids grow up to be
1: independent
0: and be their own leaders of life and what you're talking about here is actually very empowering to a lot of people because I there is this false belief that as soon as you stop pleasing, you start taking care of yourself more, then you're gonna take something away from the people around you, and you know what if people are gonna have some kind of reaction to it and things are gonna get wobbly and it's like oh there's gonna be resistance from the outside world when there's change. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is stop pleasing and you will actually empower others
1: yeah and I think it's just a bit a bit of a disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) it's isn't always going to be rosy because that's life um and I think for me I was at such a tough time in life that something had to change I had to really shift my actions and not everybody responds well to that because people that have become reliant on you, people who, um, I'd made a rod for my own back. I was people pleasing. And um, although it's amazing now to reflect on where my children are, they probably had the shock of their lives when I stopped solving everything for them. And not only that, but obviously adults in my life. And I think what it then shows is um, who is right to keep within my life and, Mm who was keeping around because of the service I was doing, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And this actually,
0: yeah, brings up a topic that of surrounding yourself with the people that can empower you and it can appreciate you who you are for who you are, um, which I believe is a very important part of leadership because we are the sum of the people around us, you know, the people that we hang out most with most. So how did you do that like it's not easy to make that shift or you know in your in your circle and to really be courageous enough to welcome the people in it only have the people in it like how did you do that (laughs) was that a natural process
1: or did you like a total combination so I think because of the struggles um the external stuff that was going on in my life I had no other option but to be disciplined um, because there was so much trauma around people being ill um, and having to deal with that. And while still parenting, while still having my children, they were going through loss and grief as well. I had to be so disciplined about what I was letting impact on my emotions. And you're right. It's such a powerful thing to be connected to the right people and spend time with people that lift you up and I potentially went from one extreme to the other and on reflection it probably wasn't the best way to handle it but I handled it in the best way I could at the time and I literally would have um I just reflected on who've I got in my life who am I spending time with how do they make me feel and is there a place for that in my world right now and in doing that it highlighted so much to me. And I probably then went with the cutter down and it's what I needed to do at the time. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. I think just simply looking at um, who you spend the most time with, how do they make me feel? But ultimately when I made room in my world by not spending time and not putting energy into relationships that were really draining and tough for me I noticed that I was then really connecting with people that added so much value and so much empowerment and more of the things that I wanted in my world so it is that thing of when you make room for something it's going to come but I guess it doesn't it's not going to be easy but it's definitely going to be worth it
0: yeah definitely which is interesting because we're talking about, you know, how you can make room for people and have the right connections and all of that. And now we're living in a time, a really weird time, where we are so disconnected, not by choice, yeah. but because of something external forcing us to stay inside a lot and um, obviously c- connect with ourselves. But yeah, we, we do need other people. so what would you say to the people out there who are so longing for a connection and are feeling miserable and very unhappy right now in this worldwide pandemic
1: what would you recommend or what, what could you tell them I think so one of the things that I say is that we have to stay connected to people external to us as well and we're so fortunate that we have this technology we can have FaceTimes we can um, do Zoom parties whatever that looks like but actually just consciously connecting I think when you are in a really tough place it can be so easy to go inwards and really retract from the world but when we connect to other people it fills something with inside us. And there's lots of research that shows how that then helps us to um flourish and increase our well-being. But actually, it's a need, it's a human need to connect and not only connect to self, but using the technology that we have. And for me, connecting with nature and things like that, very simple. Um, it's just doing it. It's just sometimes you'll feel like not connecting. And they're probably the times that you really need to connect the most. And it doesn't have to be two hour call. It could just be a very simple, I'm just dropping in, um, let's chat. And I think when you have the right people in your world, they will get that, they will be craving the same thing. And it's so important for people to understand you in your world. Definitely, yeah. Um, Cause then you don't feel
0: alone. What about the people that have a tendency to really retract because they're super happy on their own? Um, I, I always feel like there is, it's, you know, I'm very good by myself and I can sometimes just be in my own bubble and forget, you know? Um, I will always stay, I, there's always people that I talk to, but I also believe
1: that there could be a, a little bit of a risk here. I think you obviously know yourself well and um, you're very self-aware in terms of your own well-being Um, but I think you're right some people really just love their own company and that's okay because ultimately it's about experiencing your experience and what's filling you up however two things that are vital for me in terms of your well-being and flourishing your experience here are connection and contribution so when we contribute into other people's lives um that that just fills us up in a totally different way so and I think it's sometimes a forced thing I think sometimes you have to schedule it in you have to I really don't feel like connecting and contributing but actually the benefits that will come with that so I would urge people that are feeling really comfortable and happy is try it. So take a bit of a score. How do I feel right now? I'm quite content, not 10, I'm a six. Um, connect or contribute to somebody else. If you know someone's going through a tough time, have a coffee with them, be present, and then take your score again afterwards. And actually to visually see that, okay, I moved from a five to a seven. I felt like I was content, which I was, but this really increased how I felt. Next time when you are off in your own little world, it's just a little reminder that, hold on, not only can I contribute to somebody else and help connect with them right now, but I know this is going to help me too. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, it can feel very safe in your own little bubble. Yeah. And that can become the safety zone, the comfort zone. But it's not always where we really expand and really fill, a cup, fill our cups, like you said. Yeah. Yeah 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 super powerful thanks for sharing that so um if there would be one message i mean especially you're related to happiness and really you know nourishing yourself to be happy within yourself and being that leader in life
1: if there would be one message for this world what would it be just be grateful i think Gratitude for me is like the leader of all other positive emotions and experiences. When we come from a place of gratitude, no matter what's going on in the world, we can always experience something to be grateful for and see something to be grateful for, which then can actually physically rewire our brain, but then it's opening us up to seeing and feeling other positive emotions. So I think regardless of where you are in Terms of your journey, in terms of how you're feeling, gratitude for me is the most powerful tool to experience more of it. Being grateful, making a gratitude list. Would you do that in the mornings or the evenings? Again, so without any kind of practice, I always say that it's a personal thing, right? Um, And I think morning is amazing wake up start the day right um but then also to sit at the end of the day and think about okay what am I grateful for today um I always tell people to anchor gratitude to their toothbrush so we brush our teeth twice a day so every time you pick your toothbrush up while you're brushing your teeth three minutes what am I grateful for and I think it becomes a habit just like brushing your teeth And it's so simple because I understand some people um, struggle with the journaling. Some people find it a bit of a chore and you need to be disciplined to sit down and make time, but we all brush our teeth. So every time you pick your toothbrush up, ask yourself, what do I feel grateful for right now? I love that. It's so specific. It's so uh, hands on. Yeah. We
0: can immediately, immediately implement that. And our toothbrush becomes our
1: gratitude tool. (laughs) I'm so grateful for her healthy teeth. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But I think also, so I do it with my children as well. So when they're brushing their teeth, it's just a little prompt. And I think that that's something that we're just anchoring that action to the toothbrush so that as they go through life, I imagine that subconsciously, well, I just do it now anyway. Um, and I think it's just creating that habit without it feeling like a chore. What else would be uh, happiness habits? Happiness habits, Um, positive affirmations, how we talk to ourselves, um, loving ourselves. So thinking about consciously taking time to think about what do I like about myself? um, Because we're so self-critical. For me, daily wins. So what have I achieved today? Because some days that will literally just be, I've dragged my ass out of bed when I didn't feel like it for some people. Other days you might have took on the world and actually recognizing and taking time to think about what are my daily wins? What have I achieved today? Because there's always something again, just like gratitude, no matter what's going on. It's about scaling back to simplicity. Today I got up and I made my bed and that was an achievement. I then made a coffee. I enjoyed it. I meditated again, more achievements because For me as a society, we're always looking at what we're achieving, what our goals are. And sometimes we forget about the achievements we naturally do and to really get a kind of growth mindset to look at our ability and our achievements daily, weekly, instead of where do I want to be all the time? There has to be that balance. Yes. So it's more about now. Yeah. Experience happiness now. And I think so many people are waiting until... I've met that goal. I've got that car. Then I'll be happy. Then I'll do this. When actually today you can be happy. Even on your crappiest days, you can have glimmers of happiness and some of them feel good emotions. Brilliant. This is really brilliant because that's it.
0: It's a It's a. today. Yeah, happy what are you wait for. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. So um, where can people find you, follow you or listen to you tell me all about it.
1: Okay. So you can find me at, um, HelenBartram.com, and on there will be all my social links and more about me. Fabulous.
0: Yeah. And that's also where
1: we can find your podcast because you have your own podcast. Yes, I've okay. got my podcast, which is all around, um, happiness and it's called that Friday feeling. So, um, I don't know if the phrase is, um, relevant where you are. Um, but for us, it's that Friday feeling, that buzz, that, excitement of the weekend coming and it's about you can have that friday feeling today and it's just about some really simple things that can help you get that friday feeling
0: i love that because having that friday feeling like every fucking moment of our lives that's going to help us to show up so more authentically and you know shining
1: yeah because and it's about being here right now here today um being that leader coming from um the authentic place but actually knowing that all we have is right here so why wait yeah fabulous thank you so much helen for being here it's been a pleasure to be here i'm honored Thank
0: you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're hungry for more, please check out my Brand Rebel app in the App Store or the Play Store. Just simply type in Be a Brand Rebel and you will find it instantly. It's free and it's fun. For now, have a magical day. Stay raw, stay real and stay rebelicious.